Okay, okay, so the mic the mic is on. That's what it We're is. We're recording. Uh, I just want to thank God real quick that we have another chance, another opportunity to uh, to make this happen today. I know that uh, we've had some some um, some hurdles that we had to get, you know, that we have to get through because that's just life. That's just the way life is, man, and, and that's the way life is with a lot of things. You know, that's the way that life is with us. That's the way that life is, you know, with, with our situation. You know, um, being being uh, fathers, having kids, you know, and responsibilities, you know what I mean? And, and, and you know, the, the, the way you respond, you know, is, is to respond adequately. You know? I, I totally agree. I mean, one of the biggest things today, you know, looking at current events and stuff like that, I want to... Uh give a shout out and just, you know, send some prayers to Kobe Bryant and his and his little girl that passed away. Yeah. You know, that that was major. That that hit me in the heartstrings. Oh, uh, everybody. Everybody. It, it, uh. Because I have a little girl. I got three knuckleheads and I got one daughter. And, you know, God forbid anything was to ever happen to her or myself, you know, that would be devastating for a lot of people because, you know, that's my little girl, you know. So I just really wanted to give a shout out to that because that that did hit me. I wasn't the biggest Kobe Bryant fan, but the boy could ball. I will say that the boy could ball. So you know, um, I just wanted to throw that out there first and foremost. Um, we live in Pennsylvania. I did not know this too well, but he's he's a Pennsylvania boy. Yeah, from Philly. He's a he's a he's a Philly guy. He's a Philly boy, man. I I, I think that's special. I mean, given the fact that we live in Pennsylvania now. Yeah, I mean that that is that is major, and that's that is special. But that goes to that really segues into one of the topics for the day. Actually, one of of three topics. Actually, it segues into the fact that with our children on the, on this spectrum, going through this journey, whether you have a child on the spectrum or not, or what have you, you just have to live every day to the fullest, man. You just do. And that's one of the biggest things that I, a lot of times I try to, you know, talk about on this particular platform. You know, it's it's not as big as it's going to be, but it it's not where it started. And we've been kind of ramping up the whole time to do to do, you know, get to this point where we just are on top of it, you know. And it's just one of those deals. You got to continue, continue, continue to ride that road with these babies. It's going to be some it's going to be some stop signs in the road. It's going to be it's going to be something a nailing a nail in the road to get in your tire. Guess what? Get out, change your tire and keep on pushing through that journey, you know. It's really major because stuff like this happening. And of course, I mean, I don't personally know anybody who knew him personally, but from all the things I've I've read, all the things I've listened to, he was a very high energy motivational type dude and i and i see myself the same way and roy does as well so one of that with that being said we just had to continue making sure that we're doing all we can do all the time for our for our children and we have to continue to keep ourselves as parents on this journey with our babies we have to continue to keep ourselves in mind too because you have to understand if you don't take a break for yourself and you get into life start happening to you and you start getting in a bad place, 
or not even so much a bad place, but you start getting in your feelings or like like the young folks say, getting in your bag or whatever, it's not helping nobody. You got to continue to keep it positive. I mean, that dude, and, and, and I, I probably will revert back a little bit, but that dude, he actually left a legacy of people that didn't even like the Lakers. But they liked him, you know. Yeah. So it's really, it's really major. You know, it, I mean, with the passing of such a great individual who 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 transcended basketball, that's that's major. That's what we all trying to do. That's what we all well not trying to do, but that's what we all striving to do. And that's one of the things that we're striving for our kids to do as well. Because once again, and y'all, everybody knows. All you guys know that listen to this. I, I only look at the positive. I don't look at the negative because it helps me none. It helps me none. It gives me no perspective. It's really, it, it takes up mental real estate that I don't personally feel like I need to give nobody or give energy to this, this bull job. I give energy where energy is needed. Other than that, I don't. I just don't. I can't, you know, and I mean, especially when I have a little boy that's doing major things and I know he's going to be in a great place. And I always, me and Roy, we always talk a lot offline and I tell him the same thing. Ain't no need to look at what the hell is wrong with nobody. Look at what's right. And once you start looking at what's, what's right, that becomes contagious. That becomes like, it's just a snowball effect, a great snowball effect. Because guess what? If you, if you see one thing right and they doing something good, then continue focusing on that because they're going to do another thing good and then another thing and then another thing and then another thing, you know. And like Roy today, he had to go and uh, I'm going to pass the ball over here to Roy because he had to go and, you know, do some things uh, for his for his little boy's health. And, you know, I want so, him to speak on that right quick. So, um, you know, right before doing this podcast, me and Duarte were just texting back and forth, and we we're just trying to coordinate um, on trying to get this podcast done, you know. Uh, and that's just one of the challenges, I guess, that we have to deal with every every time we're trying to get a podcast done because you know, um, we're you know we just got something going on, and today's a prime example of that, um, you know. Um, so we we're talking with Duarte and and uh and I told him that uh we went to a different town. So I'm in Pennsylvania, Harrisburg. We had to go to, to Danville. Uh for those that don't know that Dan where Danville is, that's that's like pretty far, it's like an hour and and, and uh some change. Um and the reason why is because uh there's only there's only um one doctor. I mean there's a that's that's the only place we could have, we could find a gastroenterologist. I don't know if I'm saying it right, but gastroenterologist that focuses on the stomach, on the gut, for kids, and we'll take our and we'll take our insurance. Um, you know, but those are some of the things that we have to do. Those are some of the sacrifices that we have to do. I mean, you know, my daughter missed out on daycare today. You know, we 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 uh we had to coordinate with our jobs. You know, because you know we had to let them know that uh, that we had to use this time to. To, to take you know to take my son to to get his gut checked you know um and so um you know all this takes a lot of energy all this takes a lot of energy and effort and so um the reason I'm also sharing this is because uh I know that um this is another subject that we can talk about um my son since he's on the spectrum you know 
um, part of the reason why we're doing this, we're, we're taking these doctor, doctor visits is because um, kids who are on the spectrum tend to have gut issues, right? I think a, a lot of us um, who are, you know, who have kids on the spectrum probably know that, um, you know, for the, for, you know, some, some kids, I'm, it's probably not all kids, but some kids and, and my son falls into that, um, into that scenario where um, he's having gut issues. And so um, we've had to do multiple tests. We've had to do multiple exams, you know, um, we've had to, you know, we've had to had all kinds of exams. He's, he's been checked in, he's been checked in and out, you know, with so many different exams on how his gut is doing. Um, because, you know, my, my son, you know, he just, he, he has sensitive issues and, and, uh, you know, um, if your kid is going through that as, you know, if you're dealing, you know, if you're a parent and your kid has those some kind of issues, then you know, you know exactly what I'm talking about, you know, and only parents, you know, who understand this kind of, who are dealing with this kind of stuff can understand, you know, what this is all about. You know, it's not easy because, you know, uh, my son, he's nonverbal. So, um, he can't tell us what his pains are. Um, but you know, since my son was born, you know, we've had, we've had to deal with this kind of situation where, you know, where my son is, 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 uh, is in pain and we, we don't even know what kind of pain he's in. Um, and he can't tell us, you know, so all we can do is guess. And, and that's kind of what ends up happening um with with my my wife and myself we we end up playing a guessing game and uh and and so um since he was born over the years you know we've we've been doing this and and uh you know checking his gut and making sure his gut is fine and stuff um and for the most part things are 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 well but there are some issues that he does have and 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 you know we have to treat them we have to we have to respond accordingly so um that's where we are we are now but i got to be honest with you just to get to this point first of all we're not even over the hill with with that situation with with my son's gut situation but just to get to this point um has taken a lot of um trial and error experimenting uh going here going there talking to so and so doctor talking to such and such doctors trying to get different you know medical responses you know because every doctor is going to tell you something different mm-hmm. um and and I got to be honest with you um Duwate sometimes based on the insurance you have mm-hmm. or you know um based on what kind of coverage you have yeah. doctors won't even, won't even talk to you man I mean that's yeah, how God, that's how bad some of this this medical industry has that's how bad some of this these things have gotten in the medical yeah, industry i agree with you i agree i totally agree with you because you know i had a um i had a conversation with one of my friends about that her little boy's not on the spectrum or nothing like that but you know i was just i have was letting her know you know how very important it is to be locked in you know and i take my hat off to you for you being locked in because you once again you just locked in and that's a, that's a good thing you know because it can get tiring you know what I'm saying? With all you just said, it can get tired, whereas though people, you know, like, oh, man, another yeah. doctor that don't know, you know, and, it, oh, and, it's, yeah. and it's all it's always a guessing game. You know, it's always one of them deals where they like, oh, well, we're going to give them this drug or we're going to give them this. So we're going to run this test. And then then, you know, you almost your baby is almost like a little pincushion. And it's, it's, it's yeah. crazy. 
some of it is necessary, some of it is not, but it's always a judgment call. And one of the biggest things is people have to understand too, parents, you guys, you guys are the ultimate judge and jury. You are. You know what I'm saying? These doctors, respect to them. You know, These counselors, respect to them. They went to school for a certain amount of time and they, they read these books and all this stuff, but it's just, it's, yeah. it's, a, it's an educated guess. Yeah. You know what I think? I don't want to cut you off, but I got to look, I, I'll be honest with you. This is something that me and my wife have become passionate about. Mm-hmm. We're not just passionate about it. We've had to become passionate about mm-hmm. it because, um, you know, in many ways, we've been let down. I gotta be honest with you. I hate yeah. to, I hate to say it, man. I hate to say it. I'm not trying to knock on the medical world, but in many ways, we've been let down, man. We've gone to, to doctors, we've gone to the emergency room just to get the same responses or get no responses. Because I'm gonna tell you right now, some of these doctors, they're not gonna take any 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 special risks. I agree. You know, I they're not gonna that. take any special risks. And, and, I, and, I, and I'm gonna tell you like this, man. Um, at the end of the day. This ain't their kids, so they get to go home. They get, they get to go back to their lives. We got we we got to deal with this. I agree. We got to deal with this. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And, and and so the dog, you know, in some way, shape, or form, I hate to say this and to sound negative, but they don't care, man. I mean, they don't. They're not gonna care about your child as much as you're gonna care about your child. Not. Of course not. I mean, so with, piggybacking on what you said, I think they literally, I think they care. However. Let me let me let me back that walk that back just a couple inches. I don't I know that they that they're looking at what they they're doing what the what the book has told them. They've doing they looking at because one of the things is really crazy. And this is I mean I know I cut myself off there, but one of the things that's really crazy is because they wanted to be cookie cutter. Oh well if this is happening, this is what's going on. And then you run into some doctors that's like, well we're gonna figure it out. And those are the ones you always end up getting after the fact. You don't get them in the beginning. You don't get them in the beginning. Because I like, I mean, because using with your, your diagnosis is when my son went to the pediatrician when he was around two, when he first got diagnosed, the pediatrician, we had already got another, we had already got a diagnosis and how to put it, we just... We, the doctor told us that our, our our son's pediatrician, who had been looking at him for two years already, she's been his pediatrician, was like, uh, autism? I don't know if I see that. Mind you, she's somebody who does care about Xander because she's seen him since he was two. So when we got the official diagnosis and, we, and he ended up going for like an ear infection or something like that, we was like, yeah, you know, we were telling the doctor that he got diagnosed with, with uh, autism. She was like, Autism. Well, you know, she has. She had this look on her face, like I don't see that. You know, I don't see autism. Now, ADHD. I mean, ADD. Yeah. Actually, autism. Probably not. He just learned at his own pace, and that's what I'm telling. That's what. That's one of the major premises of this platform of us having this conversation with you, parent, with 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 you parents, with you guys, is the fact that everybody moves and they learn and they grow and they grow out of different things on their own time on their own level you know we've gotten into this society of everything is cookie cutter if one child walk at at uh two all children should walk at two or if they walk at one and and they walk at six months every child should walk at six months that's not that's not the truth that's not the case like Mm -hmm. i know a lot of like i was having a conversation once again with one of my friends 
And one of the biggest things was like, yeah, well, at home he goes to the potty, right? He's not on the spectrum, but it's a good, it's a this is a good one. He at home he goes to the potty. At school they don't they don't promote him going to the potty. So he's essentially not potty trained because he's at school, similar to us that's at work for almost eight hours, a quarter of our life we're at work somewhere other than our home with our families. <laughs> so you know he's at school for eight hours. In that eight-hour time period, everything that mom has done at home has gotten undone when he was out and when he was at school. So I mean, it's one of them deals where you got to darn sure be locked in. And this goes to Roy's point: like some parents I know, their their children are on medication. Xander is not on medic- medication, even with the fact that he has another diagnosis of of ADD. He'll never be on medication. It ain't gonna happen. Nope. 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 I don't. I don't. I don't. I don't personally believe in it. I don't knock knock anybody who does it, or that's that's how you know things are working for them. But me personally, nah. Sander ain't going on medication. We had a counseling session with the teachers, and we was like, we'll figure it out. Medicating so, is not going to be it. It's not. Uh-uh. So, um, uh, with Timothy, uh, that's not something that we're dealing with. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> At least not right now. Yeah. Um, and I did mention that. Um, uh, me and my wife have become very meticulous or cons- or conservative about some of the things that are happening in the medical world right now, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but on a, on another note, um, I will say that uh, there is some medication that has worked out for my son. There you go. And some medication that's worked out for my son, and then no longer works anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, with my son, one of the biggest issues that we've dealt with that we're dealing with and we're probably going to deal with down the road is sleep issues my kids just have sleep issues and so does my daughter and my daughter's not on the spectrum so so I, you know that a lot of that falls to to just a lot of that kind of falls just to their situation to their to their scenario mm-hmm. but that's one of the things that my kids deal with is just uh, uh, just not sleeping one through the night. Um, so one of the things that we we did was we, we put uh, Timothy on medication, and this medication that we put him on was just phenomenal. Uh, as soon as he started taking that medication, we just saw such a huge change, mm-hmm. and it was phenomenal. I mean, let me. I'll be honest with you. It not only did it change his life, it changed our life too. For the longest time, things felt normal, man. I ain't gonna lie to you. Even yeah. though normal is just a, uh, is subjective, right? Yep. Um, but for the longest time, I mean, things were just in a good. Everybody was just in a good place, man. Everybody yeah. was sleeping well through the night. Uh, nobody was, you know, my son wasn't having no meltdowns. Mm-hmm. You know. <clears throat> um, and uh, you know, and then as of November of last year, you know, um, some I don't know what happened, man, but something just triggered, and 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 he just went into this mode, into this into this little mode, and just ha- started having uh, 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 meltdowns again. Started uh, having rough nights sleeping again. Probably- it got tough, man. It got tough. So what what do we have to do? We had to go back to the to to the. To the doctors and 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 either adjust the medication or switch to new medication, yeah. you know. Um, and let me tell you something, man. As soon as that happened again, 
a lot of our uh, it's like PTSD, man. A lot of a lot of these things came right back to us. Like a lot of the the, the way that we felt, a lot of things that we had totally, a lot of things that we thought we we, we would be able to forget about mm-hmm. came right back, man. Yeah. That PTSD came right back, and it was like, oh shit. But you know what? Um, it's memory but, triggers, you know. Because, yeah, memory. Yeah, yeah memory yeah. triggers. Because, because you know, you start thinking about, well, is this it? You know, I mean, I can see that mindset. You start thinking, was well, this just gonna be a thing? Was that temporary? I mean, I would encourage any parent that might be going through the same thing to think to themselves, you know what? Just because, once again, like some of the some of the examples that we've talked about in the past on this particular podcast. Just because something is not working right now or it stopped working don't mean that there's not another key to that lock. There's so many keys to to locks nowadays that, you know, although I'm not a big fan or advocate of medication, you never know. It might be something out there that got more bang for your buck. And plus, you have to look at it as well. Like me being a person that's, you know, lifted quite uh, for quite a long time out of my lifetime. I'll just use an example of my own. When I was... I'm not concerned about Ready? Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. Okay. Like I was saying, you know, when I was doing, you know, when I was doing supplements and things of that nature, after a while, they stopped working. It, I, I was taking some of the some of the nicest supplements on the planet, especially for a pre-workout to keep my mind focused while I'm in the gym and, you know, give me a nice pump, the nice energy levels. After a while, they stopped working. And I, I kept saying to myself, like, man, what's going on? It's the same thing. I, I got the same body. But I got used to it. My body adapted and got used to it. The same thing with these medications for these kids. I mean, I know a lot of, I mean, I know not a lot of people, but I've talked to a couple of people that their kids are on something as well. I mean, hell, it's adults that's on stuff, you know. So once again, you know, like I said, I'm not an advocate of it, but I don't knock it either because different strokes for different folks and whatever works for your baby works for your baby. And I know one just to segue into something else along those lines is Roy asked me a while back about when we were going to talk I mean on the last podcast we would we got cut a bit short but we were going to discuss like some of the some of like one thing that got me really upset when we were talking about uh daycare and stuff and being vigilant with your kids you know being vigilant whether it be a health issue uh uh, behavioral issue or what have you, just being vigilant. You know, when yeah. I s- go ahead. I'm sorry. So, do I t- let me jog your memory real quick? I mean, this is something that we you mentioned at the last podcast, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and we just haven't had a chance. But I, I told you off of the uh, off the record or after we have finished recording mm-hmm. that we need to talk about this because I think it's very important to to units and it's very important just in general. I think there's a lot of people going through this as well. Mm. And and uh, you know, they, they, I I wouldn't be surprised if a lot of these people feel alone on this. You know, um, so I think it's something that's definitely um, should be talked about. And 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 I know that you kind of at that at that time felt a little reserved about that. But uh, and, and that's when I was, you know we we're talking about it and, and you know we're like this has got to be put out there. So so Duarte, let me jog your memory real quick. You know, I know that you were concerned about this with your son. You were going. Your son was dealing with this uh, situation that probably didn't have to. That's unnecessary. Yeah, I would call it unnecessary. Well, yeah, it was it was unnecessary. But when my son first went to before he got a diagnosis of any sort, my son was home with his mom for two years. Two years. Well, not even two years. A year and like six months, eighteen months or something. Right. 
and he wasn't verbal. He was playful, but he wasn't verbal. And so when he first went to daycare, the first daycare we sent him to, all the kids were basically cookie cutter kids. Their parents had their nose in the air. The kids were cookie cutter. Mm. The the teachers were cookie cutter, uh. and they were worried about, you know, not not worried about, but they was like, oh my god, he's so violent and he's this. And I'm like, me being a vigilant dad and staying on top of what's going on, I was like, hold up, nah, that's not that ain't him, you know, because he would go into the classroom and he would be playing. And mind you, like I've said many times in other podcasts, like before this, my children are adults. I have three adult kids and Xander's the baby. But two of my adult children stay with me. Well, lived in the house and stuff like that when my son wasn't away and my daughter wasn't doing her thing with sports and stuff. So they play with him a bit rough, which older siblings always do, especially if you got if you talking about a decade or better between their ages and that's exactly what was going on my son my son my his xander's closest sibling is 13 years older than him 13 years so what's she gonna do who's he around he's around older kids she might push him down playing with him and stuff like you know what what kids do you know so that so he would so he's learning that he's picking up on that and it wasn't in a violent way. It's in a loving way. So Xander would go to school and be playing with other little kids. And he might put like a little kid that's not walking or walking. I don't know, whatever. He might push him down playing with him. And, you know, he thinks it's funny. And, you know, I had to really kind of go in there and look and see what he was doing. Because the way that the daycare was painting the picture was saying that he's this violent kid. And other parents, uh, he knocked his kid down and they busted his head. Uh, I'm like... I'm like, so So you mean to tell me my son is around here physically, violently beating on kids? And I was like, I was like, I was like, that's bullshit. I can't, I can't go with that. So me being the vigilant dad that I am, I took a day and I took a day off and I went in there and I watched him and I saw what he did. A little girl was playing and he walked up to her and he's just a loving kid. He's the most loving kid on the planet. I mean, he loves people, you know. He has space issues where he like to be right in your kid's face or, you know, hug him a lot and all this other stuff. But when I going back to me going into the classroom and sitting there watching, what he did was he was doing something that his sister does to him. He was basically showing love or showing how he can how he can be friendly and showing the affection and how how he learned, you know, from his siblings and playing and stuff. And the teacher jumped all up. Hey, you can't do that. Blah, 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 blah. She lost her fucking mind. She did. She lost her fucking mind. And I'm sitting there looking. And, you know, me being dad, of course, I step in and say, hey, you know, I don't think it was what you thought it was. You know, they didn't take into a they didn't equate into the equation of all the stuff that all where he is in the in the echelon of, of being of, of, of in the echelon at the house. They didn't take into the fact that guess what? He can really room out of this. He just had to learn how to conduct himself. And so I was I was damn near in tears. I was angry. I was infuriated because then the school said, well, parents are talking about, you know, pulling their kids and and, you know, you're me. So they asked me not to bring back my son anymore. He was only there for a fucking month, one month. He hadn't even made it to the two-month mark where he could settle in or anything. You know, 
So it had me damn near in tears. I had to take a, a month off work and telework that whole entire month because the next daycare what didn't have any space for one month. But the coolest part, the moral of the story is if you stay vigilant and just, you know, continue to, you know, test the waters and make sure that your child is in line like they can be, or not so much in line, but you have to check adults. You have to check them. You have to literally check these adults, these people that are taking care of your kids, these people that are, are looking after your children. You have to make sure you pop your head in and see what's going on because not everything that they're saying is the true story. I'm not saying they're lying. Don't get me wrong. These teachers and stuff, they're professionals. They know exactly what they're doing, but some are better with better with shit than others are. They just are. Some are used to the 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 sheep kids, if that makes sense. And I'm not talking bad about them. I'm not. However, they're used to the kids that don't do anything special, nothing spectacular. They don't have anything going on. They just walk in the classroom, sit down, don't say nothing, get back up. Mommy's here and walk over to mommy like, thank you, mommy. I'm here. Like, almost like robots. You know, they're not used to the Timmy's, the Xander's, the, the, the kids out here that might have a little something extra. Another super, they might have a superpower that's already exposed itself. You know, you know, so you just got to stay vigilant and you have to remember that going into these classrooms and making sure that the doctors are doing their job. It's all about you making sure they're doing their job. And and even if your child's on the spectrum or not, it's all about you making sure holding fuckers accountable. Excuse my friends, guys, but that was a very, very passionate moment for me because you hold people accountable. You hold people accountable. If it don't work for your child, it don't work for you. And you have to figure out a better solution. That's on you. That don't have shit to do with the school. The school might not know what the hell going on. They might not know how to fix it. They might not understand any of it because they're not they're not well prepared for it. So with that being said, you have to make sure that you're well prepared. You have to make sure that you're doing what you could do for your baby. You know, here's the thing. Uh, um, well, first of all, I'm going to say, yeah, you know, the truth is, man... It, a parent will always be the child's best advocate. Yeah. No one else is going to advocate for your kid like like the like you will, like the nope. parent will. Uh and just remember, you know, uh, um we live in an imperfect world. Yeah, I agree. But we somehow tend to believe that we're perfect or the world's perfect, you know, especially if 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 life is good, right? Especially especially if life has handed you all the right cards, right? Let's say you were dealt all the right cards in, you know, in this lifetime. Um, you know, you're going to believe that. And it's going to be so easy to believe that. It, and, and, and it's easy to, 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 to even, you know, be arrogant about that, right? And, and so, uh, you know, one of the things that we dealt with very early on, they used to get, they used to annoy me. I can't, I, I can't believe um, you know, it just it used to annoy me so much was uh, cookie cutter parents acting cookie cutter, cookie cutter parents having cookie cutter kids, cookie cutter parents having cookie cutter kids who acted cookie cutter. <laughs> and that, you know, I can't tell you, it used to annoy me so bad because, because um, you know, I know we, that's not the world we live in. I know that's not the world we live in. But let me tell you something, man. Especially if you've been dealt a great hand in this life. Let's say, you know, everything's just so perfect and ideal. 
you're gonna feel that way. You're gonna, you know, are you gonna feel that way? And you're even gonna, you know, you're even going to boast about that. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know, it's it, you know, it's only people who've gone through real life situations, who've gone through real life that they know. We are aware that you know life is not perfect. You know, life and and and, and you know. Um, so anyway, um, I just want to throw that out there. But you know, at the same time, I just want to say, you know, not every kid is the same. Not every not every one kid is built the same. And and you know, um, my daughter Hannah, mm-hmm. she's not on the spectrum, um, but she has that same <clears throat> tendency, right? She she loves people. She has a loving heart. You know, she you know she um, you know if she could hug everyone, she would just hug everyone give everyone one big hug you know that's that's what my daughter is man so i know where you're coming from yeah um you know and the thing is that um you know as far as my daughter you know the way that i see it is that you know she she uh she's not aware of other people's spaces man yeah. you know but but she's a little kid so why does that even have to matter right now you know you know she's 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 uh she's a little girl you know she's she's not worried about people's spaces right now you know what i mean um and so i know where you're coming from it's very easy for my for my daughter to just want to go up to you and hug you and and talk to you you know what i mean um and so um you know that's something that like you had to do kind of kind of tell you you know i'm gonna have to let hannah know you know as we're growing up you know hey respect other people's spaces and stuff and and you know and you know um I, i i truly feel like there's a lot of parents out of here who are very concerned about their kids' spaces or their own spaces? You know, I see a lot of that. You know. Yeah, but you know the one. Thing but that's I'll not everybody. Say, that's not everybody. The one thing I'll say is, first of all, nobody's cookie cutter. That's a myth. That's a fucking myth. Nobody is cookie cutter. Yes. Everybody got Agreed. something going on, and it's either it's, it's one or two things going on. Either it's a matter of time before you notice that you have something going on or life hits you in the head with what's going on. Let me explain that statement real quick. When I say life hits you in the head with what's going on, what I mean by that is, guess what? We all go through stuff. I don't give a damn if you don't have attention deficit, you don't have, you're not autistic, you're not anything. You still have to understand that you will have stuff going on and your kids are going to be around different people that have stuff going on so one of the biggest things like even with xander being on the spectrum and all that stuff nobody even knows really and like i've said before ain't better bet not nobody on the planet tell him either for what it's pointless you know he's just living he's living and parents we have to understand that guess what when these parents turn their nose up or they look a look a mess you need to just walk away and just be like man you know, and I'm not going to go into my religious thing, but I will say this. You, God bless them. Because when a child go through some stuff, that's going to be the parent that they'll never say, damn. You'll, you'll never see them again. They'll never say, well, damn, you know, I didn't know. I didn't dang, I, I didn't know your child was on the spectrum. And if they, they almost like they got pie in their face because they like, oh, shit. But in reality, it's just all about treating people how you want to be treated. It's not about you saying, well, I'm better than you. I'm the, the, the Wither Smice, and we have a lot of money. Or if yeah. you're the, if you Keisha and if you Keisha and, 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 and Boo Boo and over wherever. It's about treating people right. It's about treating people right, letting kids be kids, and taking a second to, just a, just a second to sit back and think to yourself like, 
okay, that kid is just being a kid. He's new. He's new. One of the biggest things that's so weird about about daycare and, you know, the people living in certain areas is the fact that those kids been in there since they were like, since they since their children since them their parents could go back to work or go do whatever they's gonna do. We basically were in a position where my wife just said, you know what, I'm gonna stay home for a little with, a little while with him. So he only had mom, dad, his sister, his sister's friends, his brother, and that's it. So he learned how he learned. He learned to show love by playing around a little bit of tussling and stuff. He's grown out of it. He doesn't do that so much anymore. Now, if some kid is mean to him or pushes him or something, he'll go and tell. He won't push him back. He doesn't do any of that. So he grew out of it. So with that being said, I believe I've even walked in the daycare where where me and me and Roy have had our children at and seen kids that at one point from what was told to me didn't know how to react to Timmy. Now, that same those same children are the ones that are great great big advocates for Timmy. So one of the coolest parts about us having kids on the spectrum and letting them live and not putting them in a box or putting them somewhere where oh you're around other kids on the spectrum is your child is basically not just teaching you he's teaching other kids as well let me explain that statement he's teaching other kids to have compassion because some of these parents out here they have none they ain't never been nowhere they ain't never done shit so they have no compassion I was in the military. I have compassion for a lot of different people because a lot of different people have not walked the walk, the walk that I've walked. They've not walked in any of the places I've walked. I've been to Iraq. I've seen kids that literally all they wanted was water. Water. Our kids complain about they want McDonald's. They want their cell phone. Blah, blah, blah. Whatever little, you know, little thing that we give them, right? These kids... There was no parent around, and all when my when our Humvee rolled by, all they wanted was water and a piece of candy, pre-wrapped candy. That's all they wanted. So when you sit there and you think to yourself like, oh well, uh, when you start thinking so highly of yourself as a parent because your because your child is the one the, the 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 upper crust or whatever, it's not really the truth. They just have yet to go through anything. And half the time from the conversations that I've had with some of these young folks, they going through some shit anyway and won't even tell their parents because their parents are like, oh, their parents just don't fucking get it. They'll talk to me. My, my, my alias is Uncle D. So they'll talk to Uncle D and tell me everything. And I'm like, you know, you got it. And I'm positive. And these kids aren't on the spectrum. They, they kids that supposedly have nothing going on. So with all of this being said, it's all about having the compassion for the doctors because that's the first thing we talk have some compassion for these doctors they don't know they don't know they have no fucking mm. idea they've never met your child wow they've never met your child and they damn sure ain't birthed your child so guess what they're doing what they can do if they don't know they they trying to figure it out just like you but the cool part about that now piggyback is going to be an a and b and me concluding with this but they have to go ahead and say okay i'm gonna go ahead and just do the very best i can do period the same thing with the teachers the teachers have no idea they're not equipped to work with children that have uh have superpowers they not in the justice league they have no fucking idea it's it's places out here that are the justice league they know how to deal with it and those are the people that are helping but you got to have compassion for those teachers too because they working with your baby 
just like you are. And the kicker part about it is they don't make shit. That's sad within itself. Yeah. They don't yeah. make nothing. And then you got to have compassion also. And this is the last A and B, I promise you. <clears throat> you got to have compassion for you and your spouse too. Because neither one of y'all, once again, unless one of y'all is clairvoyant or can read minds, neither one of y'all know where the other one's headspace is. So it's, it's up to y'all to both stay positive and just continue to get your releases when you can. Go hang out, have a bit, whatever it, whatever your it is that gives you some solace, you have to go do that. You know what I'm saying? And you have to also understand that you're not missing any part of your child's life if you're not there every second. That's major and it's very big because a lot of times like, well, they're on the spectrum, so I got to be there right now. Uh, You don't. They're, they're fine. They're good. You know, you have to, I mean, and keep your energy high, guys. If you got a spouse, another half, or if you by yourself, keep your energy high because that will resonate to your child. Keeping your energy high and making it so that you're having compassion when dealing with your child will keep everything in perspective. You will continue to know that your child's going to be great. And I know I said this, the last, this that's the last thing, but so many different things I see all the time about kids on the spectrum and or kids on the spectrum or kids that end up getting together that are both on the spectrum or a team of kids that are dancing or they singing. You have no idea if you have a savant in your house or not. You wow. just don't. Yeah. You have no idea. So if you keep your energy high, you could basically, in so many words, you could potentially pull that out of them. You could pull that out of them with your energy, with the way that you treat them, with the love that you have within your heart. You have to do it. And you have no choice, guys. You don't. It gets hard. It gets hard. It does. I know it gets hard. It gets hard for me because Xander, Xander is Xander, and Xander has some crazy times. However, I still have to remember, guess what? That's my son, and I love him. So even if he and I go go toe-to-toe, because this little boy is a extreme, he's a he's a five-year-old, six-year-old version of myself. I remember when I was like that, and I'm not autistic. However, I do remember, for some reason, it's jogging my memory of, damn, I was like that too. So I have to keep that in mind and have that compassion and still continue to give the love I'm supposed to give. I don't have a choice. That's my only option is give love and make sure that he's grounded and he knows that, guess what? I don't give a damn if somebody was to tell him that he's on the spectrum or whatever. He knows that he's no different than anyone else. He just learns a bit differently, but that's cool. Everybody learns differently. So I'll end with that, guys, and let give it, throw it over to Roy. Let him go ahead and sign us out or something. No, I just, uh, uh, I'm so glad that uh, you shared a little bit about about uh, what was going on with uh Daycare. Just at daycare yeah. with Sander and and I'm gonna I'm glad I got a chance to share um about my my son's little medical situation because that's, that's major. because uh I know that a lot of parents out there are dealing with something if you you know for those parents that have kids on the spectrum I know that you're dealing with something and this is one of a few actually this is one of several things that that, that you're gonna deal with if your child is on a spectrum and 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 they're going through something like this you know, and I just want to touch uh, touch base on that. I just want you know, I want to touch up on that because because uh, um, that's you know that's what this you know our podcast that's what our podcast wants to focus on is is everyday living, you know, 
with two parents with uh, children that are on a spectrum and we you know we're just like you you know we're just like you we're going through similar things and so we just want to speak on, we just want to speak on it yeah you know what what you what what you shared with us about Xander a lot there's probably parents out there who are doing, who probably have gone through that or are going through that right now and probably don't have an answer or a solution you know and and he's just frustrated and by you sharing this with with uh with uh, every, you know the audience the listener you know, from this, that person can learn something. From this, that person can take something. Of course. From that, from from this, that person can get a little piece of wisdom. You know, on how to deal with you know something that's similar to what you just went through, mm-hmm. and then vice versa. And the same thing with me. You know, um, you know, you know, uh, the listener can can get something out of what you know I just shared as well. You it's know what love I mean? Day, baby, we share, we sharing love and happy New Year, everybody. I know it's been a while, but happy New Year, and we and yeah. we in the mix right now. Looking at the technology to see how we can, you know, come to y'all a little bit more. And we just want to let you know. Also, we've promised many times that we're going to have other people on here speaking other than just Roy and myself. And that's coming to fruition as well. We just need to figure out the logistics and it's going to happen because we got some we got some great people lined up that have older kids. We got some we got a couple of care, not caregivers, but teachers lined up that have dealt with this even being able to deal with it without having the proper education yeah we got some stuff we got some good stuff coming, yeah. guys. we we gonna really just we going all in this year we're yeah. going all in because we really want this message to be out there because this world is wild this world yeah. is crazy nobody's promised tomorrow and and nobody's promised to be nice to each other nobody's promised to give love to each other so guess what if we can give a little bit of love show a little bit of caring to these folks out here that feel like they by themselves. If I, if I, if me, if Roy or myself can touch one, one person, one family, one mom, one dad, to for them to look at their baby and say, you know what, you got it, then that's the that's the best that's the best to me. I, it, it just one, one is the loneliest number, and that's all I'm looking to do. Touch one. Now, if one can touch another, then that's fine. Each one, teach one. But I just want to test that one to give them some solace. Give those parents some solace and let you know, hey, you know what? That proverbial pat on the back to say, you know what? You got it. You doing it. You you that person. You are that person. Hands down. Um, Yeah. That's absolutely. good, right? Yeah, it's good, man. Good stuff, man. Thank you so much, man. I'm glad that Appreciate we're, we're able to make this happen. Uh, one last thing, man. R.I.P. Kobe Bryant, man. R.I.P. Kobe Bryant and, and if, his dual daughter Gigi and those yes, and those seven yes, and those seven great yes. people that was in there. They all had a, a common goal. They was all going to play the game that I love too. So hey, if we're hurt, I know you guys are hurt too, man. Because yes, yes. it hurt me and I, and uh, you know I, I it was hurt me too. It was a Sunday afternoon. I was with my my wife, my kids. We we're gonna go. To uh to a store called Ollie's to do a little bit of shopping when we got the news and we just couldn't believe it man we just could nah, not believe not it man all. I had to call my little girl and I was in tears I had to like kind of suck it up and choke it up a little bit because I called her just to tell her I love her that's what we don't do enough of we had to tell each other we love them because ain't nobody guaranteed and then you don't know how what type of overarching reach that you have yourself in your life and your life and the people that you touch you might just think you a cog. You might not just be a cog. You might be the machine itself. You just don't know it. So guess what? Or you might know somebody that's the machine. So make sure you tell folks you love them. Tell them you care about them. Tell them they mean something to you. 
Even the people you don't like so much. Send some love to them too. Send some love to them too. Any and everybody can change. Any, any and everybody can be a better version of themselves. Period. That's what it is, baby. Love you guys. Y'all have a good one. Happy New Year once again. Thank you, guys.